0: G. classic hip-hop shit, Dr. D.R.E., Rose and J. Let's get em. We started out mopping floors, and now we front
1: row with the awards. Number one for the last 20 years. If you real, motherfucker, scream cheers. Motherfucker, scream cheers. Yeah.
2: it is what it is. Welcome back to another episode of the Three Kings Podcast. It's your unfriendly neighborhood podcast providing you news, politics, and opinions with a a hip-hop flair to it. I'm your gracious host, T-Serve. So, it's another week, guys. Welcome back. Um, I want to introduce you to uh, my two very distinguished co-hosts. Let's start off with uh, White Moderate Rob, ladies and gentlemen. Thank
0: you, thank you. Thank you, studio audience. What's going on, White Moderate Rob? Oh man, pay no attention to the childish name, Colin.
2: <laughs> um, the accurate name?
0: I'm good, I'm good, man. How are you?
2: Chilling. Yeah. Good, 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 good. Another uh, dreary day in DC, but Tell make it happen.
0: It. Tell me about it. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So, uh, well, I also want to introduce you guys to uh, my second very distinguished co host. You know him as your favorite asshole. It's T Black, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's
1: going on, good people? What's going on, T-Black? Another dreary day <laughs> in NYC. It's dreary too? on the East Coast. Yeah, man. It's crazy up here. It looked like a freaking hurricane outside, man. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's gross out there. Yeah, yeah man. It yeah. looked like a Category 2.5. <laughs> All up
0: and down the East Coast. You know yeah.
1: what I'm saying? Good day to record a podcast. Nah, no doubt. Yeah. Call Hurricane Podcast.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. So what you guys been up to? What's been going on? Hmm.
0: What have I been doing? hmm Just work. Just slaving yeah. away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, right? Exactly. <laughs> that old rock query. <laughs> Mr. Slate on Mr. Slate on my ass. <laughs> right. Are you guys going out for uh, Halloween? I'm I'm planning to go out tonight. Okay. Yeah, me too. Uh, costumes?
2: Costumes? Any costumes? Nah. Nah? nah.
0: I mean, oh, yeah. I'm not opposed to going out with costumes. It's just, uh, I mean, <laughs> I got people from out of town, so I know mm-hmm. they didn't bring their costumes, so we're just going to roll like that without, you know. But I'm not opposed to it, man. That shit is actually fun.
2: It's actually fun to just, like, look at people's costumes, honestly. I wouldn't mind just, like, yeah. going to a bar and just, like, see what, what my just, like is dressing up as. Me and my wife, we were going to go out uh, tonight. We were going to dress up. As uh, Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson, um, <laughs> it's actually pretty convenient for me. Who? Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson? Who you know, the hell you is that? Zell Witcher. You? <laughs> you know who <laughs> Ariana Grande is. You know who she I is. Don't know who that
1: is? <laughs> you don't know who she's that a is, you,
2: Yeah,
3: look
0: like oh a little tooth. She look like a little doll. Girl. She's <laughs> one of the most famous people in the world, white singer. Yeah, and I'm white moderate, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> white moderate, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Guy, who's guy. the other guy you want to go as Pete Davidson.
3: Who the fuck is that?
2: <laughs> do you do you even do you even like watch pop culture anything? Uh, Hip hop. You know I what's, no idea who that is. Do you know what's going on in the world? Who is that? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> so, yeah, but uh it's convenient for me because uh Pete Davidson pretty much just wears sweats and uh and uh and, and um and uh hoodies and sneakers, so it would have been pretty easy for me. And yeah. for her it would have been pretty easy too, so but what but they broke up like two weeks ago, so so we stopped, so we so we didn't we didn't uh, so we stopped the plan, so really? you yeah, could still, you could have still done it though, yeah. But I mean that was kind of it, like, it was the kind of she, she, she was really she was really she she was like obsessed with this fucking relationship, this celebrity relationship, yeah. like oh, really? obsessed <laughs> obsessed, wow. like following him on Instagram, every little what? fucking thing that
0: they did, all this kind of stuff. I have no idea who the fuck they are. <laughs> <laughs> did you, did you, you know who they are? in their oh, relationship. Wife. Nah, not not that. I mean, so that you really I know is. You really don't know who Ariana Grande is? I've heard the name in passing. Well, I did, can't tell you what she looks she's like.
1: She's a pop singer. She dated Big Sean. That's how I really became yeah. more familiar because yeah. she was dating Big and, Sean. for them. And Mac Miller. Exactly, yeah, and that's when. And honestly, that well, damn, now we sound like a fucking gossip column, <laughs> <laughs> To me, that's when the shit went cr- went left for the, um, her and Pete Davidson. Sound like, some, like I, a bunch I, of chatty patties. I
0: know, but it's all good. No, Everybody when got was straight
1: some... <laughs> But it was crazy because um, from and I got this off of state of the culture shout out. You know, that show they were talking about how I don't know, maybe I might have you know misunderstood, but I guess old boy Pete Davidson was going through our phone, or at one point he had sent a. Uh, message to Mac Miller, some shit. But basically, it may have been over. You know, once he died, and she may have still had, you know, feelings or going through it. Mm-hmm. Something happened. I don't know. But maybe I'm, You know what? Don't listen to me. <laughs> that I was
2: that, that was that was rumors that I heard. I don't know. Oh. If, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how true that is. I mean, the the rumor was that um, uh, Mac was that um, Pete Davidson was with Ariana Grande, obviously, and Mac Miller. You know, he was still hung up on Ariana Grande. So uh, he sent. He basically sent uh, pictures of of uh, Pete Pete Davidson sent pictures of himself and Ariana Grande having sex to back Miller and they say Uh, that that's what they say that might have caused him to to overdose or like go or like you know go get back to drugs are you kidding me yeah but that's that's just a rumor I mean I don't Uh know I don't know how true that is but I mean that's
0: kind of what they were what they were talking about well this guy looks like a clown <laughs> uh, like a literal clown. <laughs> she
1: looks like a little doll, man. She's She looks young as shit. Though. Yeah, she, she looks she's, like 16.
0: She's, she's too five like, for him. I can see why they broke up. You
1: yeah. give it a, I'd say 12, man. She looks yeah. like a kid. She looks little, man. Jesus. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. But, but yo, I, I mean, not to belabor the point, but I will say, once they broke up, that's when he started getting into, like, you know, those DUIs and shit, though. Real talk. Yeah. Out in L.A. I don't know. And it could be a coincidence. I'm not trying to link the, you know, link the breakup with that, with the troubles he's had, the troubles he started having before he, you know, his untimely, you know, passing and shit. But Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's kind of crazy, you know, that right after they broke up, he started getting into, you know, those DUIs out there in L.A. And I was like, yo, Mm -hmm. damn, he was really hung up on that chick
2: yeah he had he had demons before that but um yeah he uh he might have like just like started using more and everything just to kind of you know uh just healing healing method and just the fact that you know they they uh her and p p davidson got together like i think a couple weeks after they broke up Yeah, that's suspect
1: though you um, know what i mean you know what i
2: mean like, they, were, they were they were fucking before that absolutely yeah so
0: yeah that guy out kicked his coverage <laughs> no shit
2: no shit <laughs> <laughs> basically basically. Oh shit Yeah. Oh man So yeah, but enough with the gossips You guys ready to get these mathematics? Yeah man It's
0: Mathematics Mighty most definite It's simple mathematics Check it out I'm a ball around science What are we talking about here? Mighty most definite It's simple mathematics
2: that's right, Simple Mathematics, where we talk about the uh, news and events going around uh, around the country and around the world. So let's start off with the uh, the MAGA bomber. So, uh, former U.S. President Barack Obama and uh, former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton were among the targets of suspected package bombs delivered to uh, several high-profile Democrats and CNN, uh, which the FBI said was investigating as an act of terrorism. At least 14 suspicious parcels were intercepted before reaching any intended recipients, including Obama's Attorney General Eric Holder, uh, former CIA Director John Brennan, and prominent uh, Democratic Party donor George Soros. Authorities arrested uh, Cesar Altier Sayoc uh, in Plantation, Florida. Uh, He had uh, reportedly been kicked out of his parents' home and was living in a van when he was arrested. Nearly every inch of his white van's windows were covered in politically charged stickers, many of which appear to have been custom made. Red shooting targets have been juxtaposed over pictures of Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, uh, Green Party le- leader Jill Stein, CNN commentator Van Jones, and liberal filmma- filmmaker Michael Moore. Uh, one prominent message reads I am Donald Trump and I approve this message. What do you guys think about this? Whew.
0: No surprise. No surprise there. Who did it and where they come from? <laughs> I posted it on Facebook. Are we really surprised this guy's from Florida? You know what I'm saying? Florida, Flo- Florida man. Florida man strikes again. Florida man. MAGA guy, too. Was it? Was it? Was it Cat Williams? You mm. be sure it wasn't Cat Williams? <laughs> Florida man. Yeah. Man, uh, I mean, you know, like, I, I can't think of another time uh, that I've been alive with things have been so ratcheted up, right, um, where passions are so inflamed on political mm-hmm. uh, political um, environment, um, I think you probably have to go back to the 60s, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what, what happened in the 60s. We had a lot of uh, assassinations, you know, because there was a lot of changes in the 60s. You know, black people were demanding to be treated like re- regular human beings. You know, I mean, war. So everything was very inflamed. Everything was very passionate in in the political spectrum. And I think now, ever since the election of Barack Obama, he sent a lot of people. A lot of people still haven't recovered from that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're angry. They're still angry. They're still paranoid and scared um, mm-hmm. because of the changing demographics. Um, mm-hmm. And also add to it just the fact that the economy has stalled for the. Uh, average American worker they're always looking for people to blame mm. um so you know America being America, a lot of it comes out uh, you know inflames a lot of racial tension right um, and um with that is fueled by the by the talk radio and by you know right wing internet and Fox news right. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, you know, there's no surprises. This guy was, a, you know, a white supremacist. or oh, He was making a lot of white supremacist talking points uh-huh. online. Uh-huh. I know he claims to be uh, Indian, but he's really not. The guy uh-huh. is uh, Filipino and uh, Italian. Uh-huh. Um, so he's not Native American. But even if he was, it, it wouldn't surprise me because he's bought into that, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and that, that's, it's manifest. It's that anger, their anger and their paranoia and fear and hatred that permeates the right wing in this country was manifested in this guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? that's why, And you see his targets. The same old targets. George Soros. Like, I cannot tell you what George Soros sounds like, but he's the <laughs> boogeyman. For, you know what I'm saying? The Jewish boogeyman. Uh, of course, the, you know, the other guys. Obama, you expect those guys, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Auntie Maxine Waters. You know what I mean, yeah. Robert De Niro. <laughs> Robert De Niro, for God's <laughs> sakes. So, man, it's not surprising, man, and and it, I think he's going to continue because things are going to get worse as the demographics of this country continue to shift. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And um, yeah, so that's, that's my initial take on it.
1: Yeah, um, you know, you raised a good point about the fear mongering that is really being, you know, manifested from the right the, um, through the right wing, and that's really what they, you know, thrive off of. You know, they need they need someone to blame. Right. And it's unfortunate that they think that, you know, people, whether it's you know, women or people of color or black people, you know, for that matter, are the blame for, you know, why the country's this way or for their situation. Mm-hmm. And it's like they just don't get it. And, and we've talked about it many times on this podcast. It's like they, <laughs> they have peapod brains. You know what I'm saying? They don't think it through like, huh, maybe he's living with his mom. <laughs> <laughs> how, how was it? No disrespect, man. I ain't, I ain't hating on anybody. But how was this guy? Do we did, did Is, it, he, uh, is at least 40 middle something? age? Maybe 50 age.
2: I think thirties or forties. I think. So, uh, so middle yeah, age. Middle he, age guy. I
1: thought he was born in the sixties. I don't know. He's definitely <laughs> so, at least late forties, right? So, so who's to blame for that shit? You know what I'm saying? You can't go around blaming people for your problems. You know, things your lack of ambition that has nothing to do with you know people in society, with black people, you know, women, people of color, what have you it has nothing to do with them. The change in demographics, they've been talking about this for decades. They said it's almost like they gave y'all warning. They gave y'all they said, hey, within the next twenty to thirty years, the white population will decrease and people of color, this country will be more brown. But it's like they cannot get over it. And you can see the paranoia, the fear and just, you know, them just being straight up frightened of the change in the fact that the wage of whiteness will go away and they, they can't help it. And, and it's just nuts that they'll send bombs and all kind of shit and powder in the mail and just really, you know, just trying to promote fear into people and pump fear. Even with the elections, it's just carrying on, right? They're trying to put, you know, basically, you know, just disp- um, put fear into people to not want to vote and want to not want to be part of the the process. Scare politicians. It- it's just nuts, man. It's nuts. It's boy. terrorism. Let's call it. What you it know, it's is. terrorism. It's exactly. terrorism. No doubt, right? No doubt. Yep, Great point. So, um. Anyway, it's that, right wing, wing.
0: Uh, extremism. I mean, uh, uh, terrorism.
2: Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely right wing terrorism. I mean, I don't know if I could like uh, put it all on uh, the. Demographic changes. I don't know if that's uh, part of it, or I don't know if it could be just like you know, um, you know, this mad about guns or whatever it is. I don't know. I don't know what what it could, what possible motivations could be. Um, but yeah, you have seen an, an increase in um, right wing terrorism. Um, I mean, people. A lot of people they will point to um, you know the uh, the the softball baseball shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the Bernie Sanders supporter who like shot uh, like the Republican uh, congressman and everything and shot at you know uh, during the baseball practice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I mean, uh, when you look at the totality of like the uh, these types of attacks, I mean there there's there mu- there a lot 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 more you know right wing right wing terrorist attacks than you know you would see any kind of left wing left wing terrorist attacks. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So there's, there's there's a wide disparity in like the. The anger and the vitriol that you see on on one side versus the other, um, but I really don't know like exactly uh, without without having without having like seen exactly what this guy was was into um, and why he uh, he had issues with uh, with the Democrats or whatever. Um, I can't really say you know um, that see exactly what what the cause, other than you know uh, we're right wingers and we hate Democrats. Where white ringers we hate we hate liberals that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, but you know the undercurrent of the anger, you know, it's it's, always partly has to them losing power, right? Like, like, uh, or the fear of losing power. But a lot of it, you know, a lot of the anger just is still like based, or at least. A lot of most of the vitriol is based on, um, on changing demographics or racism in this country, I think. Um, because I just think like <clears throat> um, America is descending into tribalism. You know what I'm saying? I understand it well because I come from a country that <laughs> that's the fact of life. Is uh, is tribalism? Like everything is led by which group you belong to, and that causes thanks Obama. <laughs> that causes friction all the time, It causes people just to vote based on um, the um you know which uh, group they belong to. Mm-hmm. So that's their whole politics, and I see that that's where the United States is going. You know, um, but a lot of it could just be you know hatred of the other side um, without any rhyme or reason. But I mean the only reason I, I'm harping on the on the demographics and race thing is because they did show a lot of uh a lot of these guys' postings were very racist, right? Um so yeah, that's why I bring it up. And also as we speak, there's a shooting that happened today in a synagogue. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um yeah. where there's eleven people that are dead so far. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's just that whole they talk about the swamp, but the swamp of the of the right wing is, is dangerous, and and the the whole media apparatus is dangerous because, you know, they, they they talk about fake news, but they're the ones that are always hyping and and hatred and you know vitriol and and, and fear, which leads to people like this man because there are a lot of unstable people in the world, you know. Uh mm-hmm. huh. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay.
2: Let's move on. Uh, so, uh, U.S. stocks, um, they uh, shuddered recently as uh, earnings reports from uh, two industrial giants uh, at the heart of the economy flash warning signs. Uh, heavy equipment make manufacturer Caterpillar told shareholders its business growth uh, could slow and warned its dealers worldwide that it would uh, raise prices uh, because of the higher cost of steel in the wake of the U.S. tariffs. Uh, 3M, a global conglomerate, uh, caught many by surprise by reporting slowing sales growth and lowered lowered its outlook for the year. Investor unease is running high as the uh, historic bull market, which has pumped out trillions of dollars in returns over a decade, has signaled vulnerability in recent days. Markets are getting hit uh, from many sides, uh, fears that the Chinese economy is slowing, uncertainty over an upcoming U.S. election, rising interest rates in the United States – and worries that the long bull market is running out of gas. What do you guys think about this?
0: Uh, I mean, we talked about it before. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how you guys' uh, portfolios are doing, but mine is hurting right now. Mm-hmm. I'm hurting. <laughs> like, First world problems. Man. First world
1: problems.
0: You know, like, all the gains for the Dow Jones and the, uh, and the S&P 500 have been wiped away.
1: I'm broke
0: man, I'm broke. <laughs> I am mm-hmm. broke. <laughs> Shit. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like the whole year, all the gains for the year have been wiped away. And yeah. I think it's because I think the companies are <clears throat> the market already priced in the tra- the tax cut, right? Yeah. Um so that's why we saw such a, you know, we saw the gains that we saw last year. You know. So um they already priced in the tax cut. There's nothing else to prop up um you know um the stocks anymore, because obviously they bought stocks back, that pushed the, the stocks up um, and now we see that the uh the the fed is going to keep is going to continue raising interest rates it's going to make it you know more expensive to borrow money uh-huh. so um personally you know um, I'm with the people that are saying that we are or are going to enter the bear market pretty soon. Um, and a recession is gonna follow, just because every the, the the way the economy works, you know, since forever is that you have an expansion. The expansion goes for like eight to ten years, then you have uh, a correction, um, uh, resulting in a um, in a recession, and then the, the economy picks up again, right? So we are overdue. We've been on this expansion since two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine. I mean, two thousand and nine, yeah, yeah, because yeah, we're still losing a lot of jobs in two thousand and eight. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. since two thousand nine, so we are overdue. Um, it just, I just hope it's not as severe. Hope, you know, I don't think it's going to be as severe as anything like two thousand and eight, but it is going to be a recession. Um, and you can already tell they're saying like new, uh, some of the indicators like new housing uh, mm-hmm. have decreased, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then Trump is not helping it any with his stupid trade wars. You know, that's right. a, that's going to exacerbate the problem. But hey, I'm just trying to time it right, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I just hope he goes up. Just want so to get out of stocks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Move to money market or, or bonds. <laughs> Got to diversify my bonds. <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? And then you need to diversify your bonds. <laughs> wait till the market falls, and then try to back, buy back the stocks. I mean, it's it's hard to time it. I mean, shit, nobody knows when it's gonna happen. But
2: it's trying to catch a knife, falling knife.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. but you know, yeah. So, what do you guys think?
1: Um. Yeah, definitely. You know, tariffs are not helping. Uh, you know, let Trump tell it. Though, you know, with the you know the recent report of the GDP growing at three and a half percent this quarter, he feels like he's doing something big, and you know, it, it, it's. I knew, you know, you knew this would happen. The market is volatile as fuck right now. And speaking of losing money, shit, you know, I hate looking at my portfolio. I, I get anxiety. You know, whenever I have to look at my accounts. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. What I will say, though, you know, yeah, it was bound to happen. Companies definitely are starting to see that, yes, you can have all of the great, you know, tax cuts in the world. But it's not about you don't sell taxes. Right. You sell goods. And the problem is, if the you know, if the market is not, you know, willing to buy your shit or the demand isn't there in other economies and because we're such a global economy and so connected, that. If they're slowing growth in other parts of the world and other parts of your markets, yeah, you're going to see, you're going to have to, you know, correct your forecasts and things of that nature from an a company perspective and even the country itself. And this dumb fuck, you know, Trump, he's getting mad at the Fed for raising interest rates. I'm like, stupid. They're trying to, you know, keep the market stable so inflation doesn't run out of control, you dumbass. Mm-hmm. But of course, he doesn't understand he needs economics. People
0: to, he needs people to blame. And by the way, you talked yeah. about his GDP this year, this uh, yeah. quarter, it was 3.5. But they say if he wasn't for his stupid terrorist, he could have got 5% growth. Exactly. Like the, no, no, the, no. Right. The terrorist uh, accounted
1: for a uh, one5 drop in what could have been in the GDP. See? So, once again, it's like he shoots himself in the foot. Talking about catching a falling knife, sir. You <laughs> know, this guy's fucking just stabbing himself every chance he gets, shooting himself. He's just a dumb fuck, man. And it's unfortunate. It's like we said last season, man, when we talked about, you know, his, his proposed the whole, you know, the the, the trade war. Sounds like it sounded like a good plan, but it's just the wrong guy to execute it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it, it, it's just it's fucked up everywhere. And now people, those people like, oh, boy, you know, the MAGA Obama who's frustrated about the economy. He needs someone to blame. I'm like, yo, you need to blame your, your president, you dumbass, because it's because <laughs> of him. Your dumbass don't got, you know, enough money to, you know, stay afloat and to get your own place and get a job. So you got your mama's crib. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, sir? What say
2: you. Uh, it's <laughs> kind of funny. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, obviously, we are we are overdue for uh, for a recession. I mean, the people talk people will tout the uh, GDP growth, but the GDP growth is a uh, backward looking looking mechanism, backward and present looking mechanism. Mm-hmm. The stock market looks forward, so it's anticipating exactly what's going to happen in the future, and it doesn't look too good. Plus the fact that uh, the market was already um, overinflated due to the fact that you had uh, the tax the the tax cuts which, and Rob you, you talked about how uh, they 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 pumped a lot of money into stock buybacks which artificially inflated the market so now it's it's coming back down because there was really no rhyme or reason for for stocks to go back go up that much that quickly um, anyway so obviously it's, it's due for it's due for a correction. Um, so yeah, this doesn't surprise me at all because um, just the fact that um, it was it all seemed to be just completely artificial. So there, so it's obviously due for due for something. My 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 question is, I, I'm not I'm not sure if um, we're gonna see a recession like time like sometime within the next year or two. Some people are are saying that maybe we might see a GDP go down to like i don't know in the in the ones or maybe or like sometimes somewhere between zero and one Mm -hmm. i'm not Mm -hmm. sure but um we do know that uh more more than likely the economy is going to slow um even despite you know uh, trump uh, and his uh tax tax cuts uh, which he touted as you're going to make supercharge the economy and make it grow at four and a half five percent or whatever but that's that's not going to happen um, so yeah well I guess we 'll see what happens in the future, but it, it doesn 't look good as far as like the um the medium term for the uh for the stock market because there was it was due, overdue for a correction
0: right and it's going to mm-hmm. put us in a very difficult situation because we 're going to be looking at a trillion dollars um in deficits De- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so when you have a downturn you ha- you need the government to pump pump money in to restart the engine the yep. economic mm-hmm. engine yep or cut taxes to re- you know to just pump money in. Mm-hmm. But if you're already at a, a trillion dollars uh-huh. of deficit, uh-huh. it's hard to see how much you can do unless you're going to have saddle the country with $3 trillion or $2 trillion in debt, right? Uh-huh. I mean, in deficits, which is going to lead to interest. <laughs> the whole thing is just a mess, man. The key thing is, like, we do not need that, that tax cut. Nope. The economy was doing fine. It was going okay, you know. We were near full employment. Mm-hmm. You know, the only reason you, don't get me started, man. It's a fucking, oh Yeah, it's, it. The mismanagement, it, man. It, yeah. The mismanagement.
1: But you know what? But it falls in line with who this who the dumbass is, right? Look at his business practices. It's mismanagement. It's fault, you know, bad business deals. That's his this is his trademark. You're right. So you're so right. it really isn't a shock that, you know, as you mentioned, Rob. Reckless. You know, recklessness. Recklessness. Yeah, you know, three of course he'll push the country to three trillion dollars of debt. You know, that's what he wants. He he believes in this, you know, this short sighted Bullshit! Thinking that this is a a, a company, one of his, ra- his ratchet ass bullshit companies, and just like his ratchet ass bullshit companies, how they fail—that's what happened with this president and right. his policies. Yeah,
2: that's a that's a good point because I mean, um, uh, his in his business dealings, like he's he's known for like overextending himself. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that's exactly what's what what he's doing. I mean, with, look at his uh, his casino in uh, in La- in um, Atlantic City, uh, Taj Mahal. He overextended himself, and you know he. Bankrupted like I think three three different casinos. He was good there.
0: in Queens and Brooklyn. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But those houses, those they were not flamboyant and you know, they were not uh what I exactly. was looking was for. Sexy enough, yeah, sexy enough sexy. for him. Mm-hmm. Right. He needed to be accepted by the big guys in Manhattan. Yeah. Right. But, so what did he he almost he bankrupted himself and almost destroyed the family business. Yeah.
2: He flew mm-hmm. he flew too close to the sun on, on right. Wings of Pastrami. <laughs>
0: So man I mean we'll see And and another thing I want to add man People need to understand That the Republican Party Despite all the talks About fiscal uh, Responsibility Mm -hmm. Their ultimate goal Is to destroy The new um, The new deal Programs the ultimate goal is to destroy Social Security mm-hmm. and Medicare yep. and the social safety net, Medi- right?
2: Medicaid, yeah.
0: Medicaid. Mm-hmm. That's their ultimate goal. Yep. So they don't mind giving out huge tax cuts to their buddies and the people in their class, right? It, it, just to saddle the state with debt that cannot be sustained. Yeah, that's the plan. Then they'll turn around and say, the reason that you have debt is because of this social program. Exactly. And we need to destroy them. And I think they've already started laying the the groundwork for that. Mitch McConnell already started talking about it, yeah. So, like, people need to really understand what's going on. Fiscal responsibility is just some bullshit that the Republicans say when Democrats are in power. They actually want deficits, Mm -hmm. which is going to lead to a collapse of the... uh, the social safety net programs in this country.
2: Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, they take take they uh, take from the poor to give to the rich, and then they then they rinse and repeat. We're broke, <laughs>
3: basically. <laughs> we can't afford this. Yeah,
2: we, we keep we keep shoveling money at all these rich folks, but we can't we but we can't afford you know we can't afford you know this this little this little
0: ham sandwich or whatever that we give that we give poor poor folks. <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's ridiculous. True. Trickle-down economics, right? Yeah, if only people knew how they were being played, man. Phew, the anger. And if they could direct that, I'm going off course, but if they could just direct that anger at the right people, you know. <laughs>
2: nice. Yeah, I think we're a little too partisan for that, but <laughs> it's not, um, yeah, it's not happening. So let's move on. Uh, more Trump stuff. So uh, President Donald Trump uh, said uh, over the weekend uh, there would be, uh, quote, a major tax cut for middle-income people, unquote early in November. And while a new tax cut was news to Republicans, uh, on Tuesday they decided to play along. Uh, House Ways and Means Chairman Kevin Brady, a Republican from Texas, uh, said his uh, tax writing committee would continue working (laughs) with the Trump administration on a new tax cut for middle-class families, quote, to be advanced as Republicans retain the House and Senate, unquote.
0: (laughs) What the fuck? What do you think about this? Oh my God, man, they're not even trying anymore. Mm. Like, if I was their, their base, I would feel insulted, man. <laughs> Congress Congress has been, um, uh, what do they call it? A recess. Uh, recess. What, what are they? Right they? A, uh, recess, uh, recess. Recess. Yeah. They've been in recess for the last few weeks
3: mm-hmm.
0: and, uh, and, throughout the, uh, and through the, uh, the, the election. Mm-hmm. So, how is he going to push this? And he yeah. said, yeah, we're working on it. We hope to get it done before the election. <laughs> I'm like God, man. You used to put a lot of, you used to put some thought into your lies, man. Now you just say whatever first thing that comes to your mind. Um, I mean, I just it's just flabbergasting, man. That they we know he lies, man. But now it seems like he's just lying without even. Any fear of being called out?
2: Nobody cares about about him lying. It's 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 right. become completely normalized.
0: Yeah, completely normalized. But I think yeah. I guess he was hoping to 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 get his base riled up so they can go vote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. for a tax that's cut. That's exactly mm-hmm. it. But <laughs> that's it. yeah, I mean that's it. Um, well, we saw but what they dump, but yeah. they are they are they dumbing up. Well, I guess they are, man. Yeah, you know, just to be told something like that—such mm-hmm. an obvious lie, man. That yeah, we're gonna do it. And we're hoping to get it done before they let. Nobody's in Congress to get it done. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> it it does, doesn't it matter. It doesn't. It nothing doesn't matter. matters. man. It doesn't
2: matter. Nothing. Nothing care. matters anymore. Nothing matters. <laughs> Honestly, it doesn't.
0: Hill
1: said it.
2: it doesn't <laughs> matter. It doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't. Even, it doesn't even matter what you do. It, it, it's about the spin. Everything's about the fucking spin. They. I mean, they. They might they could they can even say that they they're they they're, they're, they're looking at, at passing something or whatever. Even if they're not, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Nobody nobody cares about anything anymore. Honestly. It's yeah, everybody, everybody's everybody's entrenched entrenched in their in their hole and they and they've dug deep and they're not moving. That yeah. that that's what that's what's happened. Nobody's nobody's really moving moving really from, from side from side to side, uh, pushing pushing politicians uh, to to go anywhere. Everybody's entrenched Mm-hmm. and
1: that that that's it that that that's where we are right now, honestly, yeah. yep logic is out the window. there won't be any logic. it'll all be about tribalism and what people their feelings Kiki, do you love me I guess they
0: I guess they know he's lying they're just like whatever, as long as he stays in power and this is what I meant by tribalism man mm hmm people wonder why we used to have there so many problems with uh, African nations in the 80s and the 90s, right? Like, mm-hmm. why can't these African countries get it together? It's because of tribalism. Yeah. It's because these guys will rather have Trump in power, selling them bullshit, mismanaging the country, mm-hmm. than call him out on his shit because that's their guy. They'll never call him out because if they call him out, they're calling themselves out. Mm-hmm. You know? So... Yeah, America! <laughs> Congratulations, <Dang>. man. <laughs> Pledge yourself. I've seen this before. Right. <laughs> <Great. laughs> this is nothing new to me, man. I've seen it before. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, whatever. I, I I can't even I can't even deal with this shit anymore. I don't know. <laughs> no right. He lost whatever. for words. It's, 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 it's there's there's really there's really nothing nothing. I mean just the the blade the blatant and brazen lies.
0: I mean, so fucking. It doesn't. It doesn't.
2: It doesn't matter anymore. Honestly, Got none it. of it. None of it matters. Maybe
0: if we. Maybe if the. Democrats take the house, man, we can start holding some real hearings, and then Bob Mueller, please do something. This shit has to stop, man.
1: <laughs> what's, what's up with old boy, too? I know that's not on our <laughs> list of topics, but what's up with him, man? Like, what's taking him so long? I thought he was supposed to have his report, con- you know, conclusions by now and shit, man. Uh,
0: he's he's waiting until after the uh, elections. I don't, momentum,
2: know. So. Mm. I don't know. But I mean yeah. even 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 if even if, you know, by some miracle Trump gets Trump drums out of office. I mean, is my pence any better? It, it's not gonna solve anything. Robert yeah. Mueller Robert Mueller isn't gonna solve the political divide. It's not gonna solve the, the part of the partisanship. Yeah. It's not, gonna, not gonna do anything. At
0: least somebody needs to break this Trump uh, what is it called? This it's cult. This cult. Stranglehold. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care who else is there. I know nobody's gonna be just a brazen, in your face liar like mm-hmm. Trump is. Yeah, you know at least yeah. we get to some, some type of normalcy. <laughs> you know we, can go, you we mean, could go from there. I man. mean, you
2: mean like the Bush years? That that those kind of <laughs> that kind of normalcy?
0: I almost y'all know how I feel about George Bush, right? I think he's one of the worst presidents in the United States <laughs> um, history. Um, but I never once felt like George Bush. Um, I always felt like George Bush Believed in what he was saying
3: uh-huh. when He was saying
0: he wants to uh, Liberate Iraq He actually believed that shit You know what I'm saying I, I never mean. got that he never I mean it wasn't correct It was an uncor- correct, correct assessment But I think he believed in it I never questioned his patriotism Um, But I questioned everything Trump Everything Trump does is for him You know what I'm saying mm. After 9-11 George Bush could have got a lot of political capital By going after Muslims in this country. But he got up and he said, you know, he defended, you know, he said this is not, this does not represent Islam, this does not represent all Muslims. You know, he tried to bring the country, he didn't try to inflame passions on both sides, man, to where you have people so we have, you know, he's supporting the KKK yeah. and, and alt right and Nazis and shit right. like that. I mean, he was, a, he was well, a bad president. You mean like like when he uh, brought
2: up uh, gay marriage as a distraction and, and in order to uh, to win the election in two thousand four? I mean, mm-hmm. I think we're we're, have, we're we're having this revisionist history with with George W. Bush and a lot a lot of the stuff that happened in the, in the past. Not to not to like this problem. This obviously, of course, of course, but I mean. A lot of people, a lot of people are like rehabilitating George W. Bush, including like Michelle Obama and like a lot of Democrats. Uh, look,
0: no, I think I still think George Bush is one of the worst presidents ever, but, especially th- policy-wise. But what I'm saying is, but like, I, would, I
2: wouldn't say he was patriotic. I would say I would I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say anybody like that is patriotic. I would say that you know, what I mean, I don't see any much of a difference between George W. Bush uh, giving tax cuts for the rich and mm-hmm. giving giving money to his donors, and then I do really Donald Trump. I don't really see much of a difference. Maybe Donald Trump he he might be more, Maybe self, more self-serving because I mean, it's helping helping him. Yeah, he's, also. he's more
0: self-serving and he's more brazen in the way he goes about things, which just angers people or drives anger, right? Like there's no common sense in the country.
2: Right. To to me, to me Donald Trump um, it's all about like just the kind of the uh, the political discourse, the harsh words. He, he 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 says he says things in a in a harsh way in a shock and awe yeah exactly he, shock and awe he, he he does things that like that that'll just like kind of inflame people but if we if you're looking at just like the policies there's really not much not that not that much of a difference between what he he wants to do and what like the rest of uh, the right wing wants to do
0: yeah I mean yeah. there there isn't but I, I think just uh the style, and we talk about how he inflaming the country on both sides. By the way, right? I don't think that really takes away. That literally takes a lot out of a country, man. To have to deal with his bullshit day in and day out, <laughs> it really wears on a country. You know what I'm saying? And that's why we. That's why the, the alt right and, and and Nazis they feel so emboldened. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they used to be in the margins. Now they're in the mainstream <laughs> of this country. <laughs> They've been given a voice because. Of Donald Trump. Oh, would you...
2: Okay, that, that, that's an interesting discussion then. Uh, so would you say that that's a bad thing? That that You think that the fact that they came out of the camera, the hiding,
0: that's
2: is that is that a
0: bad thing? It's not a bad thing. I, them being legitimized is a bad thing. Okay. Yeah, okay. them giving, being given a platform. Okay. Um, you know, a, 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 a president or a candidate for presidency going on the Alex Jones show? Mm-hmm. Mm. Ugh. It's disgusting, mm-hmm. man. I never mm-hmm. thought I'd see it before. But h- here we are, man. Huh. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: All right. Well, I guess we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, I personally I think that um there's not much of a there's not much of a difference between what uh between what uh, happened uh prior and and now. It's just it's just more of like a um a shock it's more and in all thing, face. and it's more like more brazen. It's more like a, a scandalous and, and worse words, and it's not it's not said, being said nicely, essentially. Yeah. So yeah, let's move on. Um, more Republican uh, scaring te- <laughs> techniques. Um, the White House on Tuesday launched its uh, latest broadside, linking Democrats to uh, socialism by wielding a normally apolitical sword, an economic report. Uh, The Council of Economic Advisors, an executive agency in charge of offering objective economic advice uh, to the president, came out with a 72-page report that used China, Cuba, and the Soviet Union, Venezuela, and Nordic countries to illustrate the potential dangers of socialism to the U.S. economy. Uh, Quote, we estimate that if the United States were to adopt these policies, its real uh, GDP would decline by at least 19% in the long run. Or about $11,000 per year for the average person, unquote, the report reads. What do you
1: guys think about this? You know, hey, you know, it's sort of a great segue from what we were just talking about, you know, in terms of people not paying attention. I mean... This is, what you know, again, this is their tactic. This is their policy. The Republicans don't believe in any kind of social programs. They don't want people to have, you know, th- they don't want better things for the people. It's all about the individuals, about the rich, you know, strip away everything from the, you know, the middle class and the working, you know, and the working poor. Right. So this this in itself, you know, I'm like, where, you, where are these facts and figures coming from? You know, at the end of the day, you don't even. They don't even take the time to do the research. They don't take the time to really do the analysis. So this is all once again a scare tactic, and to their base, they'll fight. They'll buy into it, and they'll run with it, and they'll say hell no, and say we don't. We don't want Obamacare. We just want affordable health care. Yeah, you keep know? your keep your government hands <laughs> off of my Medicare. Exactly.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> off of my. Right. Exactly. Right.
0: It's uh <laughs> This paper was embarrassing to read. I can't believe it was <laughs> written by. The top economists in, in this country or the, in his administration, uh, maybe because he wanted a, uh, a certain slant. just These are Republican talking points. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, exactly.
3: Seems I'm embarrassed
0: for them that they wrote this paper, man. Um, okay, so first thing about this, this paper, I, I read the intro, man. I didn't even really go any further just because it was such <laughs> a so bunch of garbage. So it's ridiculous, garbage. man.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, so, first thing, they create a straw man. And they beat it up, <laughs> um, saying that there's somebody somehow who wants Maoist China. I'm like, China is not even Maoist China in 2018, man. What are you talking about? Uh-huh. Um, and their new boogeyman is Venezuela. Anytime they say something, Venezuela, Venezuela, Venezuela. They don't mm. have
1: enough food. They don't have food.
0: <laughs> yeah, some of them eating cats and dogs. Stop. Let me tell you something. First of all, nobody is even advocate. No, nobody. Close to running seriously is advocating for communism or the type of uh, socialism they have in Venezuela. Because mm-hmm. it's an autocratic system; it's not a system you can, you know,
1: sustainable right? No, voting,
0: you know. And by the way, um, if you really want to talk about Venezuela, Venezuela has three or fourth highest uh, GDP in Latin America. You know, even per capita. It's right out there with, like, Mexico and uh, Brazil.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It's, it's like the middle. Like, if you put all the countries of the world together, they're in, like, the top 25. Mm-hmm. Right. You know. Thanks. So you're killing your argument by saying this, like, it's such a, such a lazy way of thinking, like, <laughs> communism bad, capitalism is good. Right. Capitalism su- successful, communism not successful. <laughs> because that's not the truth. Like, the success of a country... It doesn't just depend on its, its economic system. It depends on a whole bunch of factors: their history, mm-hmm. things that they've been through, Emperor's their truck. competition, their people. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, just this whole blind, you know, binary thing of capitalism or communism. Well, you know who's you know who's been kicking our ass for the last forty years? It's a communist state, mm-hmm. China. Mm-hmm. China has done. The way that what China has done in the last forty years is probably comparable, if not better than what the United States have ever done. In any forty-year period that you want to choose, mm-hmm. they've completely redone their whole society and the and the growth that you've seen in China. I don't you've never seen it before. So mm-hmm. that whole argument is, is just both it's, it's it's a straw man argument. Um, what really we're talking about is you know like the Scandinavian model where you have a, just a more robust uh, safety net program, mm-hmm. you know, uh, 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 universal health care, um, free college education, um, you know, things like that, that we're already doing. We already have Medicare, mm-hmm. so why not just expand it to everybody? Right. We already offer free education up to the 12th grade. What's, why can't we just offer it for people going to trade school or university? hmm Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's just scare tactics, man. And whoever wrote this shit, man, they should be ashamed of themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was really bad mm-hmm. <laughs> for a bunch of PhDs to write some nonsense like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, well, they're trying to stay in the administration, so. Right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> trying to keep a job, dog. <laughs> Obviously, obviously. You
0: know somebody smart would like, fuck, man. I got to write some fucking propaganda. Man. <laughs> I, should be, I, I should be out there somewhere doing some serious studies. <laughs> Somebody was looking at the assumptions. and Was like, I've got to, I've
2: got to go off these assumptions. <laughs> what? No. But um, yeah, the, the thing that kind of gets me about uh, this study and studies like this is that um, they try to um, they try to um, um, make it seem as if it's going to affect, if it's going to negatively affect like the average person. Yeah. So like mm-hmm. they, they they talk about how it's gonna uh, like decrease uh, by eleven thousand per year. Uh, of for the average per eleven thousand dollars per year and uh, for the average person uh, in the long run is that for healthcare or for just the whole system? That's for the whole the whole system. That's for the whole mm-hmm. system. That's that's patently ridiculous mm-hmm. because I mean the the assumption is that you know uh, any kind of GDP growth trickles down to like the average person. It does. The, any the GDP GDP growth for 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 this country. I mean it's it's been good for, for the past. Uh, for the past uh whatever it is 40 years mm-hmm. but i mean That hasn't trickle down to the to the average person wages have been flat since since then but mm-hmm. i mean but but you know they'll they'll have you think that you know because gdp grow, grows then then that make that make that means you you're, you're going to your your income is going to grow you're going to you're going to benefit from it meanwhile they're slashing all these all these uh, all these uh, social safety nets so mm-hmm. that so all that all that stuff is gonna is gonna is gonna hurt. You. Oh, it's gonna trickle down to you, or whatever. Meanwhile, don't don't worry about you know what we're doing back here, or whatever. T- Taking away all this other shit, but yeah, this uh, we're gonna gonna um, going increase the GDP and whatever. All this stuff is gonna happen, but meanwhile it doesn't. Uh, just because you know you, you can you can take that the, the full the full GDP and, and, and divide it by the number by the number of people, but that doesn't mean that you know. The the um, the companies are gonna are gonna give it to the the workers. I mean, they're gonna give it to like the executives and do stock sure. buybacks, like we've seen, like we've seen a hundred billion trillion times. Mm-hmm. But I mean, at the same time, you're trying to um, take away people's people's just the the basic necessities that would uh, you you would need in any kind of like uh, any kind of uh, Western civilization. I mean. Th- the the stuff that the United States has it, it pales in comparison to any other Western any other Western <coughs> country as far as like social safety net. I mean it's it's, it's pretty ridiculous, but um, they they're still going on this same model where you know um, all this stuff is gonna trickle down to you and you know you and a lot of people are um, are tricked by mm-hmm. by, the, by this kind mm-hmm. of thing.
0: unfortunately. Yeah. And, and the whole demonization of these programs is just that is right. demoniz- you know they're demonizing these programs. Where, you know, let's take universal healthcare for example. <clears throat> the average person, working person, is probably, their company's probably paying $12,000 for healthcare, hmm And then you add in, a, what, another $2,000, $3,000? dollars mm-hmm. And then you still have uh, uh, co-payments. mm mm-hmm. And you still have uh, deductibles. deductibles. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, let's say, like, the average person is spending a good sixteen, 000, seventeen thousand dollars $17,000 on mm-hmm. health care, mm-hmm. him and his company. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What we're saying is let's take all that money, pull it together so we can have one system that we administer, right? And uh, we can be able to now use the uh, bargaining power mm-hmm. to come up with better prices from doctors, from pharmaceuticals, mm-hmm. et cetera, right? Mm-hmm. And then we can lower the amount of money that we spent collectively for, for health care, mm-hmm. just like – and by the way, we're the highest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we're like thirty percent higher than these other countries that have universal uh, healthcare systems. Yeah, and they have mm-hmm. better results.
2: Yeah,
0: and so it's, it's a practical matter. And, but
2: and you're and you're lowering all the overhead that uh, that all these insurance companies. All these they, insurance they, they, they companies. Take. I mean, mm-hmm. Medicare Medicare has like it's like uh, I think three percent administrative something like that. costs. Administrative. But you know, and obviously you're taking away all the profits and everything from the insurance companies. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's gonna that's gonna lower lower everything. So everything's gonna everything's gonna be cheaper because you have all these insurance companies who can like just like kick you. That the administration rolls, costs kind fifteen of percent. Yeah, exactly. At least fifteen percent. Exactly. And it's then ridiculous. and profits and you know profits so and, and, and share buybacks yeah. and, and all 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 kind of all kind of different things. So yeah, there's there's definitely a. There's definitely a lot, a lot,
1: lot of room to uh to lower lower costs. Go ahead, T. Right. Oh no, all I was gonna say is, man, you know, as much as you know, we're talking about it, you know, like we mentioned earlier, though, we get it, we grasp it, we understand it, because this, like, just what what you guys were referring to in terms of we're talking administrative costs, how that plays a part into it, and it's going to impact, you know, how profits will be impacted, and which is why they probably wouldn't want to see any kind of like social welfare program like this, but. Well, like we were mentioning. But that's the problem. We understand it, not the people that this will help. They don't get this shit. So all they can do is just be fed what they're hearing and say, OK, whatever you tell us, because that's how, you know, the Republican uh, platform works. Right. Yeah. Trickle down. We tell you what to think. Mm-hmm. We tell you what how to you know function in society. We tell you it's bad believe it's bad if we tell you it's good believe it's good and, and that's we're dealing i think the- Oops, sorry. oh no it's all good bro no i was just gonna say that's where i think the disconnect is we could talk about the details as you mentioned Rob, when you said it's, pra- it's practical and pragmatic i'm like bro it's not not to the ab- not to the aggregate average people like we talked about a couple of weeks ago people don't even understand what we're talking about when it comes to gdp they don't get it <laughs> They don't even fucking know what it means. All they hear is this GDP, gross domestic product. You go out here, like, I always love Jimmy Kimmel's segment, right, where he goes on and asks the average person a question, you know, something like GDP or something to that effect. They'll look at him. They'll say they'll make up shit. Like, oh, it's the lie witness news. They'll lie about the shit. Oh, yeah, that's a new film, right? You know what I mean? And and I know it's like, you know, being very surface level with this, but I'm just really breaking it down to say the average person won't get it. They'll never get it. And that's because they know how to attack people. That's why you see them going. They won't improve education. They won't. They'll take out the subject matters in schools that really help people grow and really understand these type of things. And I think the difference between our country and other countries that we're talking about, they make sure that people are empowered with the information to make good decisions. And our country isn't.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, um, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, <laughs>
1: there, so well there's, like a, there's, there's like a, there's like
0: a hundred years of propaganda against any type of, uh, collective,
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh, solutions, right? Mm-hmm. We, like, because we went to war, a cold war with Russia and the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm we've demonized that so completely yep. um right. that you can't even I, as soon as you say something they say oh you're a socialist or well socialist i guess it's getting a little bit better right yeah. people are starting to own that label it's the or M- it's Mac- communist
2: the mccarthyism yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: and right. then you yeah. just you, you just have to back up off of it because you don't want to be labeled ooh that's 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 terrible mm-hmm. you know Yeah. so there's that you know over 100 years of just uh, conditioning yeah
2: there's a lot of that i also think there's a lot of uh People don't don't care until it affects them. I think that um, people they, they see these these social programs as you know I'm a hardworking person. I don't want my money going toward going to them, going to going to support them. Uh, these people they. they uh, uh, these people they don't work. Oh well, they have, they have they they work. They have minimum wage jobs or whatever. Oh well, they they should they should do something or whatever. Get get themselves out of their system situation. Put themselves up right. by their bootstraps or whatever that that kind of thing. But until until they until they lose their job mm-hmm. and they get they get kicked <laughs> off of their the rolls for for their insurance and then and then uh, because they have a pre-existing condition. I mean, look at how many how many stories you've seen about mm-hmm. like Trump voters. Who like who like switch over to whatever whoever it is they stop supporting Republicans because you know they because they lost their insurance or they mm-hmm. or they or they got some kind of disease and and they 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 were, or they went or they're about to go bankrupt because of it. I mean, they look at like those They had to go through it. Exactly. Right. It doesn't matter if if somebody else had to go through it. Fuck fuck them or whatever. I don't want my money going to them. Yeah. But I got it now. Oh no, we got to change this shit. Yep. We Got to change this <laughs> shit up. Nah, nah, we ain't having this shit.
0: Yep. Right. That's yep. true, man. Shit, even some of the uh, uh, Republican um, uh, representatives are starting to change their tune on uh, pre-existing conditions. Mm-hmm. Now they're starting to say, oh, we, we're we the ones who back pre <laughs> Yep.
1: <laughs> we're the ones who back- I know Oh, my
0: God. God Almighty!
1: It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. But again, we get it. And that's the one thing I've had to, you know, you know, say and really look at that we have that skill to understand this stuff. Like, when we talk about it week after week, we get it. We break it down for people and they understand, but that's the small part of the population. The majority of people, and I don't care which side you look at. We can Mm -hmm. look at the liberals, the left or the right. People don't get this shit, man. They don't get it. And then more and more, you know, I have friends who are in the education system, and when they tell me about the subjects that are being, you know, stripped out of the curriculum, I'm like, those are the basic, those are the skills that we grew up in. Civics, right? That's government. How many people even understand government you know so yeah yeah
2: yeah it's frustrating yep it mm. speaking of don't get it uh <laughs> cory booker's plan to uh close the uh, racial inequality gap uh mm-hmm. uh was uh released um so uh america has a uh, massive growing racial wealth gap uh the medium white family today holds nearly 10 times the wealth of the median black family Senator Cory Booker is introducing a bill aimed at closing that gap. His idea is to give lower-income kids a sizable nest egg, nearly $50,000 in some cases, that they could uh, use for wealth-building purchases, like a down payment on a house or college tuition. These, quote, opportunity accounts, unquote, would uh, theoretically make sure all children have significant assets when they enter adulthood, uh, rather than uh, just those who grew up in wealthier homes. What do you guys think about this?
1: Um, you know, it sounds like a great program. I mean, when I read it, you know, I read the, um, the article about this and, you know, out of Vox. Um, it sounds good. I mean, yeah, you know, definitely, you know, it is a problem in this country, you know, and it's an unfortunate issue. And it talks about a lot of the things we just, you know, spoke about in the last segment there. And, you know, things that we've spoken about in the past that we're seeing a huge increase in the, you know, with the, the wealth gap. And people are just basically not having those needs that they that that are required in order for them to live. And this program really tries its best to, you know, decrease and reduce that gap. Uh, It sounds great again. But again, because people don't get it, (laughs) I don't know how far it'll go in Congress and especially, you know, or even getting passed. You know, into law, especially with fuckhead in office. I can't see this because anything that says that there'll be equality. No, that doesn't happen with this guy. But again, the program itself, it sounds great, you know, to be able to give an individual, you know, people who are, you know, just give people a chance to have a fair shake, right? A fair start. Because that's what people don't understand, too, that when people, when you look at successful people, man, you always got to go back historically and, and you look at the really the birth of capitalism, how it worked and really how slavery built this country. I know we don't like talking about it in this country, but the reality is wealth came from that time frame. So let's stop. So let's stop with the whole pull yourself up of your bootstrap argument and that I and as a white person, I work hard. The, and there's takers, and what is it, the takers and whatever the, the fuck moochers. You know, the, the moochers there we go, the makers, right? and, the Ta- makers and the takers makers and takers, thank you, you're right, Let, let's cut the bullshit, I right? you had a head start you basically, you know, you're running a, a 400 year race ahead of everyone else, so cut the shit but um, again, I like the program, it has some great details, and if you get a chance, people please check it out, because it's it definitely and it's viable, it definitely has some viable aspects to it that can actually work, uh, but again because the people lack the knowledge base to really understand this stuff, I don't know. I don't know how far it'll go.
0: Yeah. I thought it was an interesting idea, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely something that I've never uh, heard about before. But I'll just say that this is ideas that have been kicking around for in think tanks for a while, right? Yeah. Um, so I do like the idea of it, of uh, giving people a heads not even Head Start, but just giving them a start, right, Um, when they graduate high school. You have enough money where you can, you know, basically pay your tuition um, and don't have to take as many loans for your four-year program or your two-year program or your apprenticeship, right, Um, or buy a house. Right. Um, But, you know, and I know maybe details will, you know, be provided and, you know, work out the kinks or whatever, but I had some questions like, one, right, so they base this whole thing on the poverty level. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the basic idea is you get $1,000 when you're born, and then depending on your income level, the government continues to invest every year, mm-hmm. right, and they put it in, in a safe mm-hmm. um, investment. At 18, let's say if you were, your family was at poverty level all throughout your 18 years, you probably end up with 50 grand, mm-hmm. give or take. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the thing, for a fam for another family, let's say that earns one hundred forty-seven thousand dollars a year is what they saved, mm-hmm. right? For mm-hmm. a family of four, um, their children would only end up with like the sixteen hundred dollars mm-hmm. because they're not going the government's not gonna invest any more money mm-hmm. into that. Uh, but you know, one hundred forty-seven thousand ain't one hundred forty-seven thousand ain't what it used to be. <laughs> it ain't what it used to be, especially in places like D.C., New York, all the usual places that we always talk about, San Francisco, L.A. So I can see those parents having a problem because it's not like you got enough money to be able to do the same savings for your kids. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that's what happens when you have programs that are aimed based, you know, on income. It can be very easily demonized by the other side. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the things that I, I, you know, that will need to be worked out somehow. Mm-hmm. But maybe a better idea, if, you know, if it's fifty thousand at eighteen, why not just say we're going to take all that money, we're going to pay for everybody's college or everybody's uh, trade school, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So. So that way, that, that program can be attacked by uh, people saying, oh, my money is going to those people. Why? My, how come my child doesn't get the same amount as this child? You know what I mean? Um, and I only say that because the programs that we've seen that have survived, that have survived 70 years, is what? Social Security. Why has Social Security survived 70 years and Medicare continues to survive? Because it's a universal program. You know? Everybody pays in. Everybody gets out. So... You don't have the usual fault lines of race and income that destroy other oh. programs. But I understand what he's trying to do, you know. Uh, so th- those are just my, my main question. I'm not against it. I just want to, I would like to see more details.
2: Uh, shit like this is why I hate Cory Booker. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, hey. man.
0: Cory Booker used to be your man back in the day. He used to be. Not anymore.
1: <laughs> uh... Cory Booker.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> let me Go ahead, Serb. I want to hear this. I think when I read this article, it's kind of saying, "Hmm." I think Serbs going to have something to say, but let me hear this. guy. All right. Look, um,
2: Cory Booker's talking about this um, is like some sort of um, solution for um, correcting the um, racial wealth gap, but I mean, this isn't. This has nothing to do with race. So you're talking about like something, you know. The racial wealth gap has to do with um, with uh, slavery. It has to do with a systematic systematic oppression. But you're you're basically you're basically taking the re- the reparations that 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 the people <laughs> people that. who who should be getting this, and you're peanut buttering spreading it to everybody. So everybody gets it. So. So the uh, the descendants of slaves in, in, in this country, they, they they build this country for free and everything. But when it comes to like actually making making these uh, making these people whole, uh, giving them what they're what they're due. No, it's okay. Well, we we give it to everybody. Everybody gets it. You know, you 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 immigrant for first first generation immigrant, you get it. Okay, you get it. You uh, poor poor uh, poor disenfranchised white person in West Virginia, whatever, you get it. Everybody gets it. Uh, it. It it acts like um like race race doesn't even matter. It acts like like, like the only thing that matters is class. When we know that r- race race drives class. We 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 already we've never seen articles that that show that um, if you're black you're and you're and you from you're wealthy from wealthy wealthy family you're significantly uh, black male you're significantly more more likely to go down into the, the lower the lower class whereas white people generally generally stay stay, stay the same so. Cory Booker, he's taking, he's basically trying to take, take, uh, take reparations and peanut butter spread it, spread it to everybody, mm-hmm. and I think, and he, he's doing it in a really slick, slick way in, in giving baby bonds. I mean, who's gonna, who's gonna really, who really objects to, you know, to babies? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I really, I really, really, really dislike this plan. I think I think it's stupid. I think it's pa- it's pandering and I think it's very transparent and it, it, it makes it seem like he's doing something when he's really not.
0: So um, your thing is, if you're going to have programs that address the inequality driven by race, um, let's say reparations, you just come out and say what it is.
1: Right. Uh. Yeah. Yep, and and
2: that's why I said enough. That I, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, why? I mean, let's not act like reparations haven't got other people haven't gotten reparations. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, it doesn't matter how tough how tough it is. If you're gonna if you look, it, I mean, it's very insulting to me the fact that he he acts like this is some sort of some sort of like uh, some sort of like a fix for like the wealth wealth for like the racial wealth gap when he, when it, when race doesn't even factor into this, mm-hmm. into what, into what,
1: to what he's doing. He's giving money to everybody. And and that's the reason why I've said earlier I knew when I read this and that's why I said it has good ideas but that's why I said yeah when I read it, I said yo this is basically reparations then this is what it should be so if this is what rep- like so Rob to your answer, to your you know um, point a couple of weeks ago of what reparations would look like mm-hmm. here it is. You feel me, and and so with that being said, yeah, I mean, but you know that's Cory Booker. He's yeah. played, he plays. He's a centrist. I mean, what well, he's, well so he's I, to, he, I
0: see what he's trying to do is take the path of yeah, uh, least, uh, least, least resistance. Exactly um, yeah, by practical. cloaking it as uh, program everybody. to address class. Look, man, he's, you got to be practical. I mean, this is America. See, you know <laughs> here, what I'm saying? Here we go, sir. He sees
1: this. See, that's where he's going. With. he's like, got to be practical. It's,
0: it's be practical. going to be a hard road to sell it. If it's got, it's a hard road to sell it if you just base it on income. It's even gonna be a more difficult role to sell it if you base on 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 race. Okay, you know what I'm saying. Okay, but you know what? If that's the fight that you want to have, I'm cool. I'll I'll actually even support that fight. Mm -hmm. I don't get I don't get anything out of it. (laughs) <laughs> need, 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 neither do I. I don't get anything out of it either.
1: I, I said the same thing. Really. I was just going to say earlier, too, when you were speaking about it, Rob, I was going to say, you know, it's just like financial aid. I mean, hey, you know, at the end of the day, some, you know, there's a certain segments of the student population that get financial aid because of the certain income, you know, that they, that their parents make and that they need in order to, you know, to, to um, complete their education. There's some, you know, where. Like hey, hell, Yeah. Yeah, Right. Well, not even Pell Grants, but when we think about like Harvard, right? They say basically, if you come from a you know, there's a certain economic you know level that your parents are at and that you can school, you go free. There's no questions asked. And if your legacy or your parents, uh, you Mm -hmm. know, or your family's income situation is a lot better, you pay. Period. It's all and it's understood. So it's one of those things. (laughs) The bones of this. program and the ideas of this program is good but to serve's point and that's why I said I know serve's gonna have an issue because this is reparations this is what reparations would look like but again let's just call it you get reparations and you get reparations and you get everybody gets reparations if everybody gets reparations nobody gets reparations right exactly when in fact you know you said how to sell it you sell it as it is man you sell it what it is listen this country was not built for free. This country wasn't just thing come out of nowhere. It's documented. It's historical. It's there. It was built on the backs of slavery. Slavery was the economic engine of this country. It's been. They know it. The no, government. No,
0: there's no disagreement there, you know. And obviously, the the issues that you. Oh, sorry,
1: T. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, sorry, my bad. Feedback. back. No go ahead, go ahead, bro. You can talk.
0: Um. Yeah. So, uh, there's no argument there, right? Like there, there is that gap, right? Like, uh, the issues that we see in the African-American community and the fact that so many, like, the number of, you know, wealthy white people compared to the number of wealthy black people and the level, the number, just the obscene number of black people that are poor, right, is a direct function of, you know, those 400 years, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Whether it's Mm -hmm. direct slavery or an apartheid system, so I'm I'm, de- I'm definitely down for it, um, but I see what Cory Book is doing, you know. Yeah, he's, he's pandering. Tr- he's, tr- he's trying to put the... He's, uh, <laughs> he's pandering. He's <laughs> pandering. You know, yeah, putting, putting the aspirin in the whatever. You know how you give dogs medicine. <laughs> um, so that's he's trying to, you know, taking a path of least resistance. Yeah, um, he's a coward. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he's just being practical. Man. No, he's
2: he's 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 being he's being a coward because I mean people 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 if if. Let's say, like, by some grand, wild, wild, crazy notion that this shit passes, mm-hmm. people are gonna be like, "Okay, you got your reparations. Y'all think it's good? Mm-hmm. Y'all think it's good? Mm-hmm. Okay, wh- what y'all complain about, huh? Y'all, y'all, y'all should be good. All right, go, go ahead, go ahead, go, 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 do your thing. I mean, th- this is, this is so absurd and ridiculous and transparent by Cory Booker. It really just pisses me off, and it really reminds me of, uh, of something. It rem- it reminds me of. Um, back in 2000, uh, 2007 two thousand eight when you had well we were, we were, they were doing all the subprime loans um, mm-hmm. all these all these different uh, financial institutions were doing all the subprime loans, and all these banking institutions they were uh, steering black people black and brown people towards like the uh, subprime. The, the subprime, subprime loans, subprime Instead, loans yeah. even when they qualified for like the the non subprime loans the regular mm-hmm. the regular loans mm-hmm. However, um, and then the the, the the DOJ they 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 got they got in their asses or whatever, and the DOJ they they, would, uh, they forced the banks to, into settlements. So these banks, the banks financial institutions, they paid billions of dollars to it. But the people who got the who got the money, it wasn't the people who were affected. It wasn't black and brown people. It was everybody. Everybody, mm-hmm. everybody got it. The, the state got it. They, 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 had to like institute plans to like help homeowners or whatever. But I mean, you're taking you're taking the money from black and brown people, but you're peanut butter spreading it to everybody. So black mm-hmm. people black people eat the failure, and everybody else
1: they, they, they get they get the benefits.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I right, mean that,
1: yeah. that, that that's pretty ridiculous to me. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. Again, I agree. Yeah, yeah. When I read it, I, I, all I kept saying was yeah, this is reparations. But again, the, you know, the good part, it's a good idea. It's a good start. This is a good start to the reparations conversation. But and to your point, sir, it's true. It's cowardice of him to not say that. Call yeah. it what it is. This is a good start to the reparations conversation and now we can begin and rather than starting with the no 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 if you come from you know an income level of 1000 it doesn't matter what you look like yeah exactly <laughs> you know he's paying the for rum but you know again and and you know as I, you know, read up on the story, I mean, he's, it's an election. Yeah, he's 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 yeah. another, he's, worried, he's worrying about you know he. It's basically like you said, pandering. It's election. It's an election. Yeah, exactly. Got, yeah. You know, yeah. and so we'll, we'll have you we know what
0: you're doing. We'll have this mm-hmm. conversation when we have the uh, conversation on the black agenda. hmm mm-hmm. Because you know that? I mean, we need to really define what this means, right? Mm-hmm. What does reparations yeah. means? Are there any groups out there that are actually organizing the shit? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Good point. And what is it? You know what is it looking like? So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I think that that will be an interesting conversation. All right, no S- doubt. Speaking
2: of cash, um, <laughs> so uh, apparently somebody won the uh, 1.6 billion dollar Mega Millions jackpot. Um, uh, but uh, it's not the first time somebody's won like a very large jackpot. Um, there was a story that came out recently on Jack Whitaker, who faced similar decisions in 2002 when he won. Powerball's $314 million jackpot, uh, which amounted to $313 million after taxes. At the time, it was the largest jackpot ever won by a single ticket. Uh, But the lottery changed uh, Whitaker's life, and within a few years, uh, he faced personal loss and tragedy. Uh, What do you guys think about uh, his
1: story? Yeah. And this, this story was, wow, like with the whole Powerball and, you know, mega millions and all this shit going on. You know, it, it's like, you know, you're hearing about a lot of these people who are cashing out and winning the lottery. And when we heard about most recently this week, the one point six billion being won by someone in South Carolina and being one ticket. This article just blew my mind. And it really, you know, just went into a lot of just understanding what it means to win money like this like a lot of people you know of course it was the mad rush people ran out there bought tickets I bought a few shit I ain't gonna lie I was you trying too? to you know I don't try to gamble. see what's good <laughs> I, I, I
0: don't I don't need another vice all right, well, I, got, I have enough vices man alright well
1: well Two out of three of us bought a ticket <laughs> on this podcast, but
2: well, you know what? I, it, I actually won, so it's going to be our last podcast. Just FYI. Oh no, so.
0: doubt. Oh, you, you in South Carolina? One point six billion. Yeah, I, I drove down oh, South shit. Carolina. I got got <laughs> a ticket,
1: so. All right. Well, well, I hope you read the article. So <laughs> I took some lessons, but really, you know, and and you know, to segue into my point about this article, it was definitely one of those moments where you see that people always want to, you know, want things, and until they once they get it. It becomes a lot bigger, you know, a Mm -hmm. bigger issue. Or as they, as Biggie said, the philosopher Biggie Smalls said, "More "More money, more more problems." problems, Man, like this guy, his life went to shit, you know, and he didn't have a plan. Like basically, you could see that he just got this money, and the first thing, (laughs) the first thing is, I know what you're talking about. I mean truly he was he was no he, he was a nigger. <laughs> <laughs> he blew money, You know, and This is to tell you m- money has no color lines because he ran out here and just was like blow money at the strip club. 50 uh, grand. His
0: first purchase it? he okay. withdrew a 50 grand and took it to the strip club. <laughs> Damn. Make it rain <laughs> on his <these> hoes. <laughs>
1: and, then, and then unfortunately, you know, because people believe that you can buy faith and buy religion, he, go, he out here trying to build churches. And I'm like well, you know, basically, it was, you know, I guess a good intention, but it wasn't from the heart because it was just basically him trying to buy his way to heaven, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it just shows how, you know, how important it is, you know, whoever won this money, that they go ahead and really get some financial, you know, literacy. And, you know, and financial education, become financially literate to understand how to use money, how and that winning money and having a lot of money doesn't make you smart, doesn't buy you class <laughs> mm-hmm. and doesn't buy you, you know, intelligence to be able to utilize this money and how to, you know, allocate it, you know, and even to build generational wealth. Because as you mentioned, served in, you know, in, in the intro there, you know, he lost his granddaughter, man, I mean, to drugs and it, it was a shit show, man, it's all graceful. in all. Go ahead, fellas.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, is the thing is like, how can you even prepare for something like that, right? Like, let's say that the 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 one point six billion, you get a check for seven hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. That autom- make, uh, automatically automatically you like, probably there are there a thousand people in this country who have a hundred million dollars? Nah, doubt it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It makes you out of three hundred twenty million people.
2: <laughs> In the point One in the, of the
0: wealthiest, maybe a thousand. You're in the
2: point five, maybe five hundred people.
0: Yeah. yeah, and you just got it overnight. How do you even deal with something like that? You Bloms know what I'm saying?
2: All money fast.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know, <VMA. laughs> you probably made at the most a hundred grand. Mm-hmm. That's psh, yo. I see how people just end up in fucked up situations, man. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Because that type of wealth, you're not supposed to get it that easily. You're not supposed to get it that quick. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to develop an appreciation for the process of getting that money. You know mm-hmm. what
2: I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know.
2: Yeah, that's why I'm for the estate tax. Huh? That's why I'm for the estate tax. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: yes. like you see in the Arab countries, right? Mm-hmm. These rich Arab countries, how they spend mm-hmm. their money. Mm-hmm. It's because they didn't have to earn yeah. this money. Yeah,
2: hitman for uh, for for killing journalists.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they can't even do that yeah. shit right You know yeah. what I'm saying Because they, they, they went from being nomads mm-hmm. Right mm-hmm. Living in tents mm-hmm. To now 50 years later Being some of the wealthiest people per You know capita in the world Yep, They didn't have to Like everybody does their work for them mm-hmm. They hire westerners to do their thinking They hire uh, Pakistanis and Bangladeshis Radio To labor. do all their hard labor, labor Yeah and all they do is just blow money. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So that's when you don't have to earn something, man, you just get it like that, man. It's hard to have any, any type of uh, money management skill, especially at that level. I don't even know how I would have to study trust and, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, hire smart tax lawyers and you don't know who you can trust. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's you can win that money, but that's going to bring a lot of stress in your life.
2: Yeah, what I, what I got out of it is you know how it, it is how like a lot of money very quickly just changes changes you and changes the people around you. I mean a lot of you get you get a lot of people who uh, just come into your life who uh, who like come in expecting things. I mean is just reading the story. I mean a lot of people are like just basically every time they would see him they would expect him to give him to give them like tens of thousands of dollars or whatever. Mm-hmm. And even if he would give him some money, he'd be like. Or try to give him some sort of opportunity, they'd be like, no, I want money now. Give me me cash now. That kind of thing, you know? So, and, you know, it it showed, like, kind of like his his, uh, deterioration from being someone who was, like, trying to do good uh, Mm -hmm. with the money. And, you know, just kind of just, just like, he he obviously cared about people, like, cared about his community uh, and all that. But at the same time, you know, money corrupts, power corrupts. And you know, a lot of it very, very quickly it will it will will lead to that kind of thing. You know, fairly fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. And not only not only you, but the people around you also. The, all the, these people they 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 look at you. They they see they see you as uh, somebody Check. undeserving. They see you yeah. as somebody who didn't who didn't do do anything to to, to earn it. So they so they, they 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 deserve it just as much as you do.
0: And you can never give people enough. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, exactly.
3: You
0: know what I'm saying? Then I. A guy, I think he won like what, two hundred million. Uh, he yeah. won three hundred, three hundred something million. Yeah. So he could probably give somebody a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Now imagine either. getting a yeah. hundred thousand dollars for free. Yep. Yep. That person's gonna be like, "Why well, didn't you give me 200 Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Nigga, you you, you, you you balling. You can give me. You can afford a million. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? So. Oh, can you imagine the calls that he was getting from people he's, he hasn't talked to talked to in, like, yep. years?
2: Oh, yeah. All of a sudden, he had, oh like, yeah. a whole bunch of uh, third, fourth cousins and shit.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. People he yeah. didn't
2: even know and shit, I'm,
0: I'm sure. Getting stressed out, man. Yeah.
1: But, you know, that's the issue, too. I saw in the article when I read it. He didn't move. That's the. F- mm-hmm. I mean, he stayed in the same area yep. in West Virginia, yep. and that was the one thing I noticed. I said, "Man, first thing you got to do, whoever won that money, I hope they moved. Whoever won the um the, the Mega Millions, that mm-hmm. I hope they move, Or man. Don't I don't hope- let nobody know." just bounce because mm-hmm. you cannot stay in the area because that's where the leeches come in, right? Mm-hmm. The leeches show up that everything we're talking about, they show up because they know how to find you. If they don't know how to find you. I think it's a little easier because think about the, you know, the 0.5% of people in this country, we don't know them. Mm-hmm. We, we know they exist, but we have no idea, you know, who they are and what the identity, you know, that the identities are. So I think that's the one <laughs> thing you can do that, you know, to get away from the bullshit. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I'm sorry, and the states
0: I, need to allow everybody to be anonymous. Yep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Totally There's no reason why some states don't allow people to stay anonymous.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: But you yeah. can. But you can. What you can do is you can like um you can uh, um like uh, uh, you can uh, form a legal trust and yeah. hire an attorney and have your, your attorney go go ahead and claim, claim your yep. the winnings for you. Mm-hmm. Boom. So you don't have you don't have to you don't have to do that if you don't if you don't want to. So Boom. It can be That's the trust it. the trust money.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what you know. I would have done. I would have said, Hell no, I'm not showing up for shit. You Hell don't no. even know who I am. I show like, up in a ski mask. <laughs> <laughs> looking like, like, oh boy, <laughs> looking like Kodak Black. And shit. <laughs> Can you imagine me up there, man, with my big
0: ass, with a big check, man, <laughs> with, yeah, with, with not, a ski mask, a ski, <laughs> a ski mask, and a duffel
2: bag, just smiling. <laughs>
1: Right, right just smiling and like yeah yeah but you know, what what came going through my mind as I as I read this too is that that famous Jay-Z interview he said you know it's people it's not that you change it's that the people around you change and expect you to change Yep. And yep. that, that was the one thing that kept, you know, resonating throughout my mind when I was reading this. And like, yeah, that's that. This is the typical shit that happens. Yeah. Like, people expected him to change. Mm-hmm. Even the waitress. He, he, hit her, he broke her off and people started. Her family went at her sideways. Mm-hmm. I, I just said, man, this is just crazy. So, you know, I thought this article was just something important that we could discuss, especially with the whole mega millions and that. Yeah. If you're ever going to get, you know, land a windfall. Yeah, just treat it like treat yourself as a brand and as a business, mm-hmm. and set, start to set up your infrastructure correctly. You know, that's the only words of advice that I could pass along.
2: Yeah, so whoever you are who won the one point six billion dollars, there's your uh, your advice from uh, Three Kings Podcast. So uh, we're expecting our ten percent cut. So send us our check. Yeah! Wow.
0: So, yeah.
2: <laughs> it's pay only, up. It's only ten percent. I mean, shit. That's what yeah, I Can 10, afford it. It's good advice. We're ten percent. Shit. You're
0: miss, you are gonna miss. ten percent.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when well, we step, we gotta keep putting our podcast. I'll tell you that. I'm not. I'm not stopping what we're doing. So people be like, yo, yeah, they got that ten percent. Exactly. Where the fuck is exactly. That? Where they at? Where three? Right. <laughs> where three kings at? Nah, man. <laughs> 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 nah, even if even if
2: he pays, you know, we, we we ain't we ain't get paid. According as far as I'm concerned, we ain't get paid. Yeah. <laughs> Lired. So,
0: Lired.
2: so uh, let's move on. Uh, somebody else who lost a shitload of money. Megyn Kelly uh, is apparently out at NBC. Um, so uh, negotiations continue uh, between Megyn Kelly and NBC. Uh, the network announced on Friday that her 9 a.m. talk show has been canceled. Uh, they said, "Quote: Megyn Kelly today is not returning." Uh, the network said in a statement. Uh, uh, next week, the 9 a.m. hour will be hosted by other Today co-anchors. Uh, her exit from NBC News is not official yet, uh, but it will be soon. It's a foregone conclusion among all the players involved, multiple sources said on Thursday. She also is no longer a client of CAA, and the and she has hired uh, leading Hollywood attorney Brian Friedman as she's heading to a likely settlement talks with uh, NBC. So apparently, uh, Megan Kelly, during a segment on her show, she's uh, essentially justified A blackface, saying mm-hmm. that um, during, during Halloween, uh, talking discussion on Halloween costumes, saying that uh, back in back when she was growing up, you know, it was okay as long as you were, you know, um, uh, in costume, um, and that led to, uh, well, as you can expect, a lot, uh, big shit show. Um, and uh, a lot of uh, angry tweets and uh, angry messages uh, uh, aimed at uh, Megyn Kelly and NBC. So, what do you guys think about this story?
0: Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Got
3: <you>. <laughs> Got <he. laughs>
0: Yo, yo, man. Hey, listen. Um, we got her. Uh, you know, the thing about it is, man, the evil empire over there at Fox News was led by uh, Roger Ailes. He's uh-huh. dead. Uh-huh. Uh, Bill O'Reilly, gone, fired. And now, uh, Megan Kelly, fired. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm happy about that. Um, oh, it brought me great joy to see her crying on TV, <laughs> man. Oh, my God. Apologizing over something that she said about black people? Oh, I got a heart on. <laughs> oh, well, whoa. whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. Listen. So listen, man. Um, the guy that hired her at NBC should also mm. be fired. Mm. You know what I'm saying? NBC, I'm not yep. letting you off the hook. You knew you knew what yep. you were doing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you brought her over from Fox, hoping that she would bring in her audience. Mm-hmm. right? And you can share that audience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, try to clean up for NBC, but the stench is on her. Yeah. <laughs> um. So they brought her in and try to legitimize her by giving her a 60-minute type show, mm-hmm. but nobody bought that because she's been a partisan hack her whole career. Yep. You know, and then that didn't work. So they fired two black people, Tamron Hall and Al Roker, lost their mm. jobs to yeah. make. Uh, space for her, yeah, because they were giving mm-hmm. her so much uh, obscene amount of money, sixty two million, yeah, yeah. Al Roker's still there, but He's, he's well, they, like a more show, limited role, yeah, yeah. yeah right. Yeah. But Tamron Hall is—I don't yeah, know, she's, if she's gone. there. Nah. She's gone. Yeah, they, they she just, left. and her show had good numbers, mm-hmm. and they brought her in the morning time. And Meghan Kelly's not a; she's not a likable person, man. You know what I'm saying? Her whole career has been like a tough person. Even even Donald Trump doesn't like her, <laughs> <laughs> right. So, mm-hmm. it didn't work in the morning. So, NBC has been looking at a way to get rid of her.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know? They're still going to yeah. pay that $70. they are still going to pay, but they don't have to waste their three hours a day <laughs> showing her on TV. She was useless, man. Yeah. Like... Yeah. She tanked on Sunday night. She tanked in the morning. Like, they might as well bring in somebody else that they pay $2 million is going to have better ratings.
2: Um, uh, Three Things Podcasts, we're apply for that Uh, uh, position. We we can be
0: very (laughs) likable in the (laughs) the morning time.
2: You just have to tone down some of your
0: misogynistic uh, comments. (laughs) Pay me 30 (laughs) (laughs) minutes. I've become a feminist. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, man. So. You know, I was very happy that she got fired, man. Like, all the things, not even particularly what she said this time, but all the things that she's said in the past. Mm-hmm. The, 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 just the, the nastiness that she had about Trayvon Martin and shit that really hurt us, you know what I mean? And she, like, almost was dashing for joy any time a black person was killed by the cops. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Her and everybody over there at the, the evil empire called Fox News. Yep. So you know what? You finally got your just deserves, man. Mm-hmm. And nobody's going to hire you. So you might as well go back to Fox on your hands and knees. Yep. If they'll yep. have you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Basically. You know what I mean? hmm yeah, And the yeah. way she left, um, you know, she corroborated the story about Roger L. Yep. So she can't even go back to nope. Fox News.
2: and she can't. Should be on the blaze
1: or something. On <laughs> Breitbart, she'll go to Breitbart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some web shit. Yeah, you know, um, definitely. When you look at the, you know, the, the background on this whole situation, you know. What she said is really like, okay. I mean, she made a dumbass comment. She apologized. So fireable. It was kind of like sketchy. But when you really started to look at her her history, when you look at just even her ratings, yeah, they were going to fire her anyway. They just needed a reason. And now that they found their reason, they went ahead and fired her. And again, you know, we touched upon it, Rob, and that. Yeah, man, I mean, her history and her, you know, her stories that she used to cover when she was at Fox, she definitely wasn't showing any kind of empathy as she showed the other morning um, when she made her comment a A reckless and irresponsible comment at that, but again, to envy, to whoever had it I don't know if it was Zucker if he's still in the head over there, and that's on you, you knew what you were getting with her, like let's not kid ourselves. you know she was a, she was bound to say some fucked up shit eventually, considering where she came from it's going to happen, but you know again. It's, we're in the shock and awe business and the eyeballs business and they knew they said hey we got to get that audience and they took a risk so yeah I think a lot of heads should roll besides hers like there should be she should be the start and then the high, you know, Comcast needs to start looking at hmm, who hired her and what was the, the decision behind that so mm-hmm. heads should begin to roll besides Megyn Kelly
2: yeah NBC NBC got rid of like a shitload of black lot of people after Obama left office I mean they were trying to get uh, <laughs> Trump was in office now they, they uh, they're trying to get like a bunch of right wingers right wingers in there essentially and try to Get, get that audience, so yeah, it, it, I'm glad that Megyn Kelly's gone. I think she's a piece of shit for what she the shit she was saying on Fox News about Mike Brown and um, basically saying you know they, these people deserved it, the people deserve getting getting killed, that kind of thing. She's she's always been a piece of shit, um, mm-hmm. and which is why I I I can't believe that uh, NBC tried to legitimize her and uh, and basically rehabilitate her image and try to make her like into some like a so you first, like first, some some uh, uh, like a hard, hard, hard news person or whatever, which he's obviously not, and then some uh, like fuzzy. Fuzzy morning, morning talk show person or whatever. Oh, Megan yeah. Kelly in the morning. Oh yeah, she's I'd uh, love to talk to Megan Megan in the morning.
0: I mean, look at that face. Bullshit. Yeah. Fuck no. out of here. And it's not the way she looks. I'm just saying she just has a, <laughs> she just has a mean face. And that's what she that's what she built her career on. Yeah. It's been mm-hmm. tough. I used to be a, an, an attorney and a trial lawyer. Mm-hmm. I'm tough asking, tough nobody wants to see that shit in the morning. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's why her shit didn't work. No. And she doesn't have any credibility to, mm-hmm. to build a, a show like six. Minutes, so there you have it.
2: Exactly. She's not a likable person, so yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm glad she's fucking gone. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Good rinse to uh, to Megan Kelly. So Peace. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So she can go. She can go back to uh, Fox News or whoever the fuck will, will take her. But let's move on. Uh, so let's move on to uh another segment. It's a segment uh, that we call "Am I Black Enough?"
0: Oh, black, yo and i'm black y'all and i'm black
1: y'all and i'm black y'all and i'm black it's
2: black and i'm black y'all i'm black it's black black it's black black i'm black and black yo because i'm black and i'm black that's right it's back so um this week's segment uh am i black enough we're going to be discussing uh tv dads so um we going to talk about like um our favorite uh black tv dads uh we grew up watching or even like uh, even my current uh black tv dads so um, let's go around the room. Who are you guys? Who are you guys'
1: favorite uh, TV dad? Let's start with uh, with you, T. Black. You know, um, for me, it was a toss up between George Jefferson mm-hmm. and Uncle mm-hmm. Phil. Okay. Okay. Um, and you know, I chose those. You know, and then I'm kind of leaning towards George Jefferson <laughs> because moving on up <laughs> to the. West Side or East Side? I'm east, side. east Side. East Side. i nigga. I make my own song. Name. My song. My song, nigga. <laughs> 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 nah, nah, nah. But um, no, you know, I kind of like George Jefferson, and the you know the reasons behind that was because you know when we look at his you know the character on TV, yeah, he was a tough guy. He stood up to Archie Bunker. He used to check him all the time. True. You know? <laughs> true. True. Checked him. He and you know he would he would definitely call a crack ass cracker,
0: cracker. You know, <laughs> he was probably the most unapologetically black let's, person. Hey, hey, let's
2: hey, let's not know, forget. Let's know. not forget Honky. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he, he would go in. He made the word Honky famous. He did. He really did. Yo, this is the first character that I think in the history of TV where he knew he was black and he thought he was better than. All the white people around him,
3: mm-hmm.
0: I, mm-hmm. he actually truly believed it and yep. carried himself that way. Yep, yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. George Jefferson might be one of the realest niggas ever on TV. I
2: mean, who else? Who else slammed the door in the, the face of a white neighbor like all the time? I
1: exactly. Mean, and when he moved to his, his, you know, the Upper East Side in that spanking dope, you know, crib, he was like, "Fuck it." He used to cuss everybody out, check everybody, <laughs> check yep. the door man, check whoever. And I said, Yeah, I could fuck with that. And so, <laughs> as, a father, as a father, man, when you think about it, like his son Lionel, you know, he wasn't the most, you know, ambitious guy, but he, and he tried to motivate him and to try to show him the way. And even his career, like just, you know, my man started off with one cleaners. Built it and then built a cleaner's empire, you know what I mean? So, I definitely was feeling no man, he was a dedicated husband as well to his wife, Wheezy, you know what I mean? And he, he just had that compassion. And and he was definitely, you know, a, a equal opportunity person because he had a black maid. Should've got should have gotten a white maid, but we'll move on. He was one of the <laughs> realest dudes
0: ever, man. He forgot He's,
1: about that. You know. Just, you know He employed, and he, and he took advice, you know, he, he could have fired up <laughs> the joke, right? Like, fuck, no, I fuck, I want to hear your mouth, but he was like, nah, what's <laughs> <was> up, you <laughs> know,
0: I'm let sister talk. Oh man. He thought he was he thought black people were so, so superior. Like he, he was just like he, the way he carried himself, mm-hmm. man. Oh mm-hmm. man, we I don't think we've ever seen a character like that on TV before.
1: Yeah. So George Jefferson, man. That, that's my favorite black.
0: <coughs> I like man. that.
1: Mhm. I like that too. What
2: about you, Black Rob?
0: Uh me, uh let me just like my top 3 uh briefly. Um one I got to give it to Heathcliff, right? Mhm. Mm-hmm. Um, Cosby Show was never one of, one of my favorite shows cuz I thought it mm-hmm. was just too tame sometimes. Mm-hmm. But nobody can argue he was not a good dad, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And he was America's dad for a reason. Mm-hmm. He was like the dad that everybody wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he provided for him for his family, you know. Um, you know, had that uh that fires uh brownstone in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Where was that in Brooklyn, anyways? Brooklyn Heights. Brooklyn Heights. Yeah, shit was dope, man. Yep. Um, that should be seven million right now. Yeah, it's a dope ass <laughs> crib. Yeah. <laughs> uh, second is Uncle Phil. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Real, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he took in his nephew. Mhm. Who? Uh, that's that's big props for mm-hmm. uh, Uncle Phil. Yep. And Uncle Phil had some street shit with him. Remember yeah. that time he went to rescue Will and <laughs> the was the stuck hole. in that pool hall. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. I remember and that. And he hustled that fool that yep. shark? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he said, Break out Lucille. <laughs> uh, Jeffrey, break out Lucille. <laughs> <laughs> I like that shit. Yeah. Uh, number one, uh, it's got to go to Mr. Drummond, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> the, the John Brown of Black Dad's.
0: Yes, Mister Drummond. Okay. (laughs) Well, takes in two orphans from (laughs) from Harlem. True, true. you know, and adopts them, fully adopts them, calls them sons. Puts them right there with his daughter and treats them all the same. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Even though, even when Willis was bucking on him, because mm-hmm. remember Willis didn't just automatically warm up to this whole situation. Yeah,
2: mm. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Willis was kind of bucking at the time. Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if he was holding back, like, me, I'm taking your ass back to Harlem. Drop <laughs> <laughs> you back off. In the <laughs> <But> Mr., <laughs> Mr. Drummond, Mr. Drummond stuck it out with him, man. Yeah. Okay. Yo, shots out to Mr. Drummond, yo. Yeah,
2: yeah. I don't know Even even one time they even like tried to go back. Probably even go yeah. back to Harlem and whatnot. They, they ran away from home I remember that one time. Yeah, it's always
0: Willis, man. Yeah. Arnold was we Anna was chilling.
2: <laughs> were in, in real life, weren't Willis and uh and uh, his daughter like fucking on the low or something what? like that. I thought what? I heard I? that. In real life.
0: Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah, I thought
2: I They thought get, I heard high They'd get
1: high together, I thought.
2: Yeah. They were both on yeah, were both. that. Yeah, they were both on, on the on the on the stuff. So yeah. Um those are very those are very good uh good choices for me. Um uh, I go Uncle Phil. I like Uncle Phil because um, Uncle Phil he had he was he she de- he demonstrated himself as being like a uh, very no nonsense person and a very a disciplinarian. Um, but at the same time, he had his moments of like sensitivity. He was he was like very he, he showed that he, how how compassionate how how kind he was. I mean, like you like you said, Black Rob not only bring bring his nephew in and, and taking him in and raising him as if as he if, as if was his own, but he really did treat uh, treat um treat Will like he was he was his own son. He did. And, you know, even when when Will's dad came came uh, came around at one time or whatever and he acted like, you know, he was gonna going take Will around and everything, take him in his truck and they were gonna yeah, do the, the road man, trip that and was all a this sad shit. Episode. And then, you know, he he basically and then his father just basically bounced on him and Uncle Phil, he basically he basically consoled him and everything. He made him he made him feel better. Even like Will, he was like fucking <coughs> crying his eyes out. And Why
0: don't want me, man? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, that was real. That's when we knew uh, Will Smith could act. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he had <laughs> the was tears
2: it? and everything. And yeah, also, and also the, the time that uh, that Carlton he um he uh, he took uh, the speed that was in Will's uh, in Will's uh, locker because he thought he thought it was like a vitamins and shit, yeah. and he overdosed. And then, uh, and then uh, Uncle Phil, he he basically reamed Will Will out and, and everything, and then we start Will started crying and everything. And He just like, he, yeah, he 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 treated he treated Will like he was he was his own son, like like unapologetically. Mm-hmm. And he was and he was yeah, I think to me, Uncle Phil, he was the the right combination between like um tough uh tough disciplinarian um. Uh, caring father and like a, a civil servant also. I mean, he, he also cared about you know the community. He, he he cared about. I mean, he wore fucking dashikis in the seventies and shit like that. Yeah, you know what mm-hmm. I mean. He was he was he was he was doing his thing. So uh, yeah, for me for me it's it's definitely uh, definitely Uncle Phil. But I, yeah. I, I, I wanted to uh, raise raise a question with you guys uh, about yes, um about Heathcliff. Uh, did you guys think that uh, Heathcliff uh, he was uh, he was too hard on Theo? Do you think? Do you think he was tougher on Theo than he was? Uh, than he was on uh, on his other daughters. I think about that because I thought about like um just in, in thinking about this this segment. Um, he was pretty tough on Theo. I mean, Theo wasn't like a good student or anything, but honestly, um, Denise, she was more of a, he was kind of more of a fuck up than than Theo was. Yeah. And he was and he was like a lot easier on Denise. She, they they kind of let let Denise kind of do her thing or whatever. But with Theo, they were like pretty pretty harsh and and like hardcore even though like like in the in the later they, they, they showed that he had uh, like um, uh, learning disabilities yeah. and then he was mad at them because you know they, he he missed out on a lot a lot of stuff because he needed help but um, you know they they were kind of like just, uh, they treated him with a tough hand whereas you know with, with Denise they, they they didn't really do that
0: i just think like yeah. cuz he was a, he was a boy
1: mhm i think fathers
0: mm-hmm. always have a soft spot for their
1: daughters i agree you know mm-hmm. I agree. She was the, yeah, and she was, and she was a fuck up though. Denise, <laughs> they gave up on her a long time ago. I yeah, think the did. mother, yeah, you know, like Claire and, and Heathcliff were like Yo, well, fuck that. She, you like, ever, you know, did y'all ever hear? like fuck it,
0: man. <laughs> did y'all ever hear the internet theory that uh, the only children that were Heathcliff were um, Shit. <laughs> Theo, Rudy, and I? Uh, Denise, no. Really? What's <laughs> what, where's this theory come from? <laughs> it's a theory I read online. Oh shit! <laughs> what's the what's the what's the evidence
2: behind Vanessa the, and uh, Sandra not being uh, not being their kids? Uh,
0: do they look like they, they said there was a either a biracial guy or a white guy? <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa? No, no, not Vanessa. Uh, the two oldest kids, Sandra, oh, Sandra and Denise, Sandra Denise Denise. Oh, yeah. really? And um, they uh, they worked at the same law firm, and they uh, <laughs> Clay, Clay, Yo, you... Clay um, had an affair. Oh God!
1: <laughs> Shit! Do you hear? It? Do you see? <laughs> The right wing no, base. Look,
2: no, 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 Co- no! Cosby show slander shall prosper on, on this podcast. You know what I'm
1: saying this is
0: nuts, man. Nah, I never heard that theory. So I, I, I heard that. on the internet, so it must be true. It's gotta be true. I mean, what 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 isn't true on the internet? Right, the internet is
2: definitely factual. Oh,
0: <laughs> That's a good theory, though. I oh, yeah, that theory, man. and they go deep into it, and well, the relationship <laughs> problems that they were having, <laughs> and how, they, you know, they work late at night, and mm-hmm. working on the same case.
1: <laughs> when she, she went off to the cabin, she really was smashing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, and plus, the thing about George Jefferson, what I like—that dude has some moves, and he used to throw some bomb parties in the crib. So I like that shit. Mm-hmm. Parties up in there. Yeah, <laughs> well,
0: yeah, definitely. We definitely forgot about. Uh, we should never forget about George Jefferson, man. Yeah,
1: that,
0: that's a man's man right there. Uh, <laughs> OG, OG, definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely OG TV death. So <laughs> haircut ain't all that, but nah, I mean, you know, it was it was it was the seventies. He didn't give a fuck. It was the seventies. Yeah, ninety. Yeah. No doubt. <laughs> He's out of your foot. Yeah, it, was,
2: it was, It was pre-Michael the Michael Jordan Baldy, so he, 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 he got that excuse going for him. Right. So right. he couldn't do it, nothing with that. So, uh, yeah, that concludes uh, our podcast for this week. So if you want to uh, contact us, please uh, send us an email at official3kingspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Facebook and uh, Instagram at official3kingspodcast and on Twitter at 3kingspodcast. And with that, we're out, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you next week. Peace.
1: Peace. Peace. Yeah. Classic hip hop shit. Dr. Dre, Rose and J. Let's get 'em. We started out mopping floors, and now we front row with the awards. Number one for the last twenty years. If you real motherfucker, scream cheers. Motherfuckers bring cheers, yeah And it is what it is